0: Welcome to a new episode of the Evolving Media Podcast. In today's episode, I'll be talking to Claudia Rinke, who's a best selling and award winning author and the creator and screenwriter of the documentary film Now, available later this spring, about the climate movement. The film features add ons such as a podcast series, and it's a great example of the interest Claudia has for narratives of vision and the collective journey. Let's dive into it. Claudia, um, I'm very happy to have you on the Evolving Media podcast. Uh, would you mind just first off uh, introducing yourself a little bit to the audience, uh, especially regarding the projects and, and the project now that, that you approach or that is being released now in just a couple of weeks' time? Like, what's your journey been and what are you doing right now?
1: I'm, I'm a writer and I have written two books and also the script for the documentary film Now, which features different protagonists from the climate movement and also experts and veterans of the movement, including Patty Smith and also Wim Wenders. And I came to writing, I had a, my my background is actually in law and I practiced as a lawyer uh, for several years and also worked internationally with the United Nations and it was only after that that I kind of moved into writing full time and because of this international experience with with the UN, it was right from the beginning also in the books that I wrote I felt drawn to more socio-political topics and and, and, and environmental topics
0: Mm. What made you take the leap from from the judicial world as a lawyer to, to the world of media, what, what, what made you want to, to change tracks? Because it feels, I mean, there are examples, of course, Absolutely. like Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, for instance, or, or, and other people as well. But what, what, what motivated you to take that step?
1: Well, when when I practice at, at the lawyer, yeah, and and I liked it to some extent, and there's still things I like, I like about law. I'm on the one hand, I'm also very analytical, intellectual uh, on on one side, but I miss the emotional side. Mm. And when when I practiced law, I always felt, yeah, there's something missing, and that I have. Uh, other talents that i can't use in this legal field and then my frustration with this legal profession reached a point that i kind of gave myself the permission to venture out in different different fields and also like the liberty like to explore whatever I felt drawn to, and then, then it actually happened very quickly, and everything felt fell into place. That I then became the opportunity to write different uh, shorter essays in, in the beginning, and then I immediately thought, I really like this. I really mm. like this, and then, yeah. At, at least it's my experience. Once you found something that that you're really passionate about, uh, you will do almost everything to make it possible. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what, I then, what I then did. And then of that, course, it was a longer journey of several years actually to be able to make a living out of that, yes. especially, especially in this field. It's very competitive and uh, it's not easy. <laughs> But I was also fortunate, I was also lucky that I was uh, given given several very good opportunities uh, to to write books and also to work, now to work on films.
0: Mm. And the latest project is, as you said, the film Now, and it's uh, premiering on the eleventh of March, uh, I believe. Uh, hopefully. You, uh, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, okay. Yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> eleventh yes, yes, of March. Uh, so, um, could you tell me a little bit more about what 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 was your aim with the film? And also, since this is the evolving media podcast, and we, as we spoke before, it's mm-hmm. it's taking. Have you taken into consideration the evolving field of media when it comes to how the film? what the film and ancillary products or Mm. or ancillary uh, outlets look like.
1: Yeah, I was given the opportunity to develop a concept for a documentary film. And and this this opportunity actually resulted um, because I've uh, written a novel, uh, a young adult novel, and there was a lot of interest to adapt that novel into a film. And one of the production companies that I spoke with regarding the novel, they, they suggested, well, so wouldn't it be interesting if you would think in the direction of a documentary film together? And mm. I, I said, well, I I haven't thought in that direction, but um, let me let me think about it and come back to you. And then I developed, I immediately developed this idea for now because um, which focuses on on young activists because uh, I have. Been convinced actually for several years ever since I worked for the UN in in New York and also in African countries. Um, that the young generation will face, will be facing tremendous problems. Yes. And that they actually have a huge responsibility. And I've been in contact with several young activists, and I always felt like it's actually not right that they have to shoulder this responsibility. And mm. I also wanted to show it. Uh, to portray them to the older generations and also to show them, look what you're doing to this generation.
0: Now you talked to me about, uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, now will not only be a, hopefully not only be a documentary film, but you're looking to expand it also into other, other media fears what, what what were your thoughts regarding that
1: yes we are just about to launch a podcast A mm. our podcast which will then continue the story of now and also deepen it to some extent um, because we feel like uh, I mean we completed filming at the end of 2019, so it's a little bit of a year ago, but um, Mm. considering everything that has happened then, it actually feels like several lifetimes ago. (laughs) <laughs> yes. because the world has changed tremendously since then. And also the stories um, that we have featured in now, they have developed and continued in a, in a very interesting way. Like cor- mm. the corona crisis has severely affected the climate movement and we felt it's time yeah, to, to continue telling the story. And not, not so much in, a, in another film, but uh, more in an interactive format and um, we felt like a podcast could be a good way of doing that and also hopefully of engaging a
0: community around,
1: around it.
0: And also uh we've been talking or rather when, when we talked initially, uh you mentioned the collective journey as as one of the things you are looking into. And I was quite happy to see that. I mean, I I'm a firm believer in the collective journey. Um Thoughts and and principles and methods and and way of looking at the world of uh, media and audiences that uh, right. that Jeff Gomez Maya suckerman and the other ones have been have been um, uh, pushing for the past couple of years. So I was quite happy to see that you were also, so to speak, on the train of the collective journey. What made you What made you feel that the collective journey principles are are some uh, are principles to be taken into consideration?
1: When I thought about the narrative structure for now, to be honest, I wasn't really familiar with the collective journey mm. narrative. It was more an intuitive. Um, decision on my side to uh, to show the different layers and the complexity of the climate change um, problem and Mm. once i decided that i want to show the different layers like the global like the structural global problems uh, different different stakeholders different Voices and different individuals, that the, the collective journey structure actually fell fell into place. Mm. Because at least that's my understanding of the collective journey. Now is uh, that you have like the main the collective narrative, and then you have individual narratives which feed which which feed into uh, the main narrative or opposed to it. I mean, you still have conflicts um, as, as you have in the traditional hero, hero's journey. You also include that in, in, in the collective journey. Mm. But as I said, you have those different different layers and, and storylines, and that's that's what we have in this documentary film as well.
0: And I think it feels like the subject of climate change is one where the collective journey comes into full force because it's, it's, if there's one thing that we as a collective will face, it's the changes in the climate and exactly. uh, to be able to, to express those different narratives in a setting that starts out as a documentary film, but can grow into almost anything. It just, for me, it simply makes sense. Uh, yeah. so, but, uh, you also wrote that you, that you, um, that you'll be teaching at the Hafen City University uh, yes could you tell me a little bit more a bit more about that because I've been looking at the younger generations coming into the world of media now they have obviously a different grasp on where we are and how we communicate and how we uh, connect with each other and what can grow out of that but but what will you be teaching them and and uh, from your perspective, what what do the younger generations need to know?
1: Um, I'll be I'll be teaching a seminar about a narrative visioning, which mm. will take the students um, to to the future, which will have them envision a better future, and then from that perspective. Either write a letter to our generation or make a short film about it or a podcast episode. Mm. So it's, it's about, on one hand, about raising awareness for narratives, because many, many uh, people, including the, the young, young generation, they are not aware how much our personal lives and our lives as, as society are actually driven by narratives. That, that, that's my impression that not many people are aware of that. So it will be about raising this, this awareness for, for narratives and then, of course, to develop a better and helpful narrative together. And I'm actually already very excited about that because I, I feel, as you said, I feel feel the same that the younger generation, in many ways, is much more advanced and is much more inclined to to do the right thing, as as the older generations are.
0: Yeah, I, I'm teaching as well at the university, and mm. from time to time, journalism students, and I feel mm. that uh, it's they have a different grasp of of how we connect and how we how what what constitutes. What influence means and how to how to um, get stories through and how to how to basically connect with other people to make a narrative bigger. But as you say, I feel there there is a there's a need to know more about how narratives actually uh, arise and how they um, affect us and the world around us and also as many have pointed out uh, with a little bit of frustration is that um, as they come into the workforce as they start working at newspapers or uh, television stations or wherever journalism students start working people often look at them in these companies as uh, to say that or oh, you're young people, so you know everything about social media, and you know everything about uh, getting viral, uh, like creating viral campaigns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. W- whereas, whereas they, they most often they don't. So that's a that's a little bit interesting. Um, that mm-hmm. they 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 might be really good at one thing, but still, it's the to learn how all of these things fit together is a skill that needs to be needs to be learned for them as well.
1: That, that is true, and I also feel and think that it not only needs the expertise on how to, as, as you're saying, how to create influence, but it also needs the content for it and. Um, in, in the link to the article that I sent you in the Innovators, Innovators magazine that I wrote about the collective journey, I also pointed out it's not only about the collective journey as a narrative structure, but that we have to use this structure or that we will hopefully use the structure for narratives of vision. Hmm. Because if if we don't combine it with a narrative of vision, then then we we'll, we will have the exact opposite effect. Like um, for example, and I think Jeff Gomez he also ran, um, is talking about the same same example, and I explored that in my young adult novel about radicalization. Uh, it's uh, ISIS. ISIS did a very good job, um, um, so to speak, in influencing, in in influencing uh, many young people and convincing them to follow them to to Syria. But of course, they had a really destructive, negative, shocking, shocking narrative. So it's not just about the collective journey, structure, and, and technology. It's also about like what you use it for. Mm. And um, I feel, regarding to your question, I feel that uh, when it when it comes to what you actually use those so- social media, the possibilities that social media is offering, um, what you use it for, then the, the many of the young generation also. <laughs> Yeah, they're lacking this vision, mm-hmm. and uh, that's actually the next step we have to take as a collective to develop um, a positive vision together. Mm-hmm. And that's also yes. what I'm I'm really interested in. I I don't know yet how 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 that will will happen, but I'm convinced that it has to happen.
0: Yeah, I think if if we knew how that should should and and would happen then we'll be will not be we would not be sitting doing this podcast we'll be off doing something completely different (laughs) yeah Yeah, Uh, that's that's
1: true but i'm i'm at least somebody who's aware of uh, of that mm -hmm. that we need those narratives of of vision and i do what i can to also point that out to other people and try Mm -hmm. to connect with other people who then Hopefully can put their heads together and can collaborate on on developing those visions and also um, to, to
0: explore
1: different different ways to to actually bring that t- turn that into reality
0: mm. yeah. I'll take this opportunity to point out that I'll put links to the article that you just mentioned and to to more information about your project uh, in in the description of this podcast. So anyone listening can go to that and click those links. Thank you. Just finally, um, a little bit about the future. Where do you see us heading from a media perspective? And and do you have any examples of things that you think Think that you've encountered that that you feel people should have a look at to to get a better grasp of of where we are heading.
1: I'm I'm still very fond of participant media's work and approach. Uh, from mm. my perspective, they were one of the first production companies who are dedicated to what they call social action media and to accompany their films with with also with campaigns and information around the topic of their films. And- I feel they're still heading, heading the field, but it could as well also be because Jeff Skoll, the, the founder of participant media, he put it, he was able to put it, uh, he was one of the founders of eBay, from what I remember, and he put a tremendous amount of money uh, into participant media. So they're very well funded. And I'm sure there are also, all over the world, there are also smaller production companies who are working and thinking in the same direction as Participant does. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's, uh, I'm personally really interested to, collabor- to collaborate with um, with companies who are experienced in, in, in the gaming gaming sector, for example, and who are therefore very experienced with interactive interactive formats, I feel that that could be the next step to have film content and then turn that into a game and um, to build communities around it and. Yeah, to use that, as I said before, to hopefully use that for narrators of vision. Of
0: thank you, Claudia, for this, for this chat. And uh, I hope to be able to see now your new project as soon as possible. Fingers crossed for the 11th of March. If yes, not on the 11th you. of March, then at another date.
1: Yes, thank you, Simon. Thanks very much.